welcome everybody and we're back for episode 18 gang members can they change and today we'd like to say a big shout out to telford as we're here in telford today right so today we are with owner of new generation f7 Ben Butler on the show today. Hello everyone. Welcome. Thank you. We've been so waiting forward for this episode with Ben as he's been speaking and having a dialogue over a period of time. And today we're going to be speaking about, as we say, gang members and how can they change, will they change or will they never change? This is the question people wanting to know. So before we do that, I will pass you over to Zen as you know, Zen's gonna bring some fresh, a breath of fresh air and some enlightenment to your life today. So you for the compliments today, aren't you? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so I um, just wanna say thank you for everyone that's listening. Welcome to our new listeners and welcome back to our frequent listeners. Thank you for the support and special thanks to those that have contributed to our comments and reviews on topics. The sponsors that help keep the mic on here at Vocal Road are a few that you've heard before, so we're just going to discuss those. So we've got LA Games, who's offering a gourmet healthy food packs, jam-packed with flavour and nutrients because nobody said they ate too much clean food. <laughs> T2 um, is a new sponsor so welcome to T2 we're very thankful for them jumping on board at this time of the year it is tea season so go and check out their store in Bullring for a discount if you show that you've subscribed um, we've got our current sponsors from Mag McCann in Birmingham which is a beautiful Syrian restaurant for foodies who love tasty food and a sit down meal so just treat a loved one maybe over this winter and King's Lounge Shisha in Birmingham as we've spoken about, it is cold in the UK at the moment. We all can't avoid it, but it is a perfect place to socialise. You've got warmth, you've got good vibes. Go and check them out for 10% off as well. Yeah, so this is what we're doing. Like we said, we're working with our peers and people around us to try and help back out the community. I do think it's everybody's responsibility to help out in the community that we have today. There's so much dramas and tribulations that we're going through. And if you've been through a tribulation yourself, why not help the neighbour next to you that's going through the same tribulation? We need to start working together now because, as you can see, governments have got other things on their mind and other matters, and we want to just leave it to us trying to look out for each other between us it does work and I suggest people need to buy into this because we're just moving into that era of where we're going to have to start looking out for each other it's getting tight out there and it's going to only get tighter as we, as it's been proven so today we do have our colleague and our new associate who's going to be eventually our new associate is going to be Ben so Ben thank you very much no worries um, so my name is Ben uh, Ben Butler from New Generation Coaching um, from Telford, it's been a long journey. I'm so glad here to be with Vocal Rogue. Um, let's get this going. Yeah, yeah. this is something we've been trying to get through for a long time because we need to highlight these yeah, things. Man. So the first question I would probably ask you today, Ben, is because you've been such through <laughs> such trials and tribulations in your life and ups and downs as we've spoke previously. Yeah. I would like to get people to understand. Yes, I was never a gang member, but I was doing the same stupidness as gang members because we do this as teenagers yeah, we do do stupid things and I want everybody to understand second chances do exist and people do grow up so I would like to know what made you get into gangs see right I always I get it's weird yeah because the word gang yeah I struggle with mm -hmm. um, it's not something that I sort of um, it doesn't sit well in my stomach um it, I was basically a troubled teenager. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like my trouble, my troubled past led me into finding some role models which I thought were positive, but ended up being negative. Don't get me wrong, I have got still some of them people around me, but they've ended up turning into positive role models. Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's been yeah. like, it's <clears throat> it was. It was grooming, do you know what I mean? Yeah, people, it, is, it is. People knew that I was going through shit in my... In my um, sorry about this, swearing. In my estate, <laughs> in, in my estates. And they knew that um, I was getting into trouble. But at the same time, they they were, there was like a football firm in Shrewsbury. Yeah, yeah. 
So if they they could see that there was a bit of a, a little madhead in, 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 yeah. in the in the estate, yeah. they're gonna they've taken that little lad and said, Do you know what? Why didn't you come and do the football and stuff? Do you know what I mean? So there was it wasn't just the estates, it was like part of the football football and, and I'm gonna quickly add into that quickly. Mm. Yes, it was because I went through the same thing. It went into the football hooliganism yeah, yeah. and that's where we started from. They could see somebody troubled and they're gonna use it to their own benefits as well. Yeah, so I just wanted to ask you, so um, obviously there's a fine line between the grooming aspects, the gang, and then the feeling of a, like a brotherhood or a family or a refuge yeah. from the turmoil that you're normally going on at home as well. So what kind of vulnerabilities that did you think you shown for them to kind of peek, out, peek it out on you as to approach you, basically? That's a good question. Um... It's quite hard to answer that. Yeah. Only because a lot of them knew I was I had a lot of domestic abuse that was going on in my in my family and all okay. that. And I think they knew about they obviously knew about that. But at the same time, some of these people that were grooming me were only in, in their like late teens, early twenties, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they probably didn't know they were grooming me. They, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they were just thinking, Oh, there's there's Butler there and he's a bit of an he's a bit of a like a one like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a mad he's let's down, get him in. Yeah, he's, he's down, down, he's down, he's down <laughs> for it so let's get him on board sort of thing and I don't actually think they knew what they were doing uh, and mm -hmm. I'm going to agree with that as well at that age you don't know what you're doing but you're watching <coughs> from somebody to learn yeah, yeah. and you've got to remember it's in mankind's nature to, to be destructive exactly. at the same time so yeah. it's kind of like a balancing act so yeah this is what I wanted to point out to make people understand that what leads to things as me and you know um the environments you grow up in yeah, leads to your, your lifestyle choices in life and you're going to make the wrong choices. I want everybody to know, and I always put my hands up to everybody, I was exactly the same, Ben. Yeah. Uh, you know, it started from the football, so I didn't really see it as grooming because grooming wasn't such a big word and emphasised words as it is now. Yeah. So that got me into, because of racism, yeah. racism got me fighting, then I just ended up in a world of fighting and going around doing stupid things and... I look at everybody and somebody could go to me, oh, I don't want to speak to you because you did that. And I'd say, fair play, not yeah. a problem because I can't rule people's opinions. But then I would break that person down and go like, well, one, I've learned from my mistakes. It's understand having a go at me, but if I didn't learn from it, slap me about, do what you want to do. But yeah. if I've learned from it, you should not be holding me down any longer. Yeah, yeah. This is what I mean? And yeah. this is what happens when you go through crime or you do things like this it will come back to haunt you at a later date when yeah. you don't when you're living in a life and you're being an adult and you're not a little kid so i want people to understand when you're childish you do childish things yeah and when you become an adult you fall down childish things and you become an adult so that means second chances people, yeah. people please be loving second chances so i want people to understand why we're doing this episode today and why we're trying to highlight this so much because it's such a big thing. I would like to ask you, because you know we've talked about you leading up to being yeah, groomed yeah. then, what was your upbringing like? Because that's got to lead to something to lead to where you were. So what was your upbringing like? Um, from what I can remember, before um, this person got involved with my mum, it was a very, it was a happy childhood. Yeah. Um, and my mum was a single mum, um, raising a black child in, in Shrewsbury, which is predominantly white. Mm. Um, and she struggled, from what I've heard, with, in terms of she was abused by yeah. people on the streets yeah. and that. Yeah. This is a, a late 80s, early 90s, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this is in a, a town down the road from here, which is like a white town. And she raised me up. She went to university. I lived at my... Nan and granddad's while she was at university, yeah. and then she met some some bloke. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but mm -hmm. he um, they ended up getting married. They ended up having a son, my my half brother, and um, drink was involved. Okay. Um, she was away a lot of the time. He used to drink a lot, um, and um, he used to beat me. And it wasn't slaps or anything, nothing like that. Is what was it? Let let them know what it was like. It was like. Stamps on the head, punches in the face, mm. um, and then they used to fight each other. So I used to watch them beat each other up. Um, I used to put my little brother into my little, into my bed and stuff because he used to cry, wet, yeah, cry and wet the yeah, bed and yeah, that. Yeah. And then um, and then my mum started laying her hands on me. Um, she tried drowning me in the sink. 
volleyed my head against the bathroom door um, and it was sort of like an everyday thing and then I started and that's when I started sliding off do you know what I mean and then I started smoking weed and that mm -hmm. and then the, it was then I started turning so the the boot was on the other foot then yeah. as I was getting older I was just getting angry do you know what I mean mm. I was getting racial abuse in and out of school I was yeah. getting beaten up outside school um, like I was getting bullied at home so everywhere I was going I was getting you just bullied getting, you just getting yeah. it from all directions yeah, yeah. and I would like people to understand <clears throat> just put yourself in Ben's shoes if you <coughs> was getting as a young kid where your brain's very not is not mature and you're getting hammered from every angle and every left side. So whether it was racialism, whether it was the grooming, whether it was seeing the domestic violence, whether he was getting abused from his um, his mum's partner and so forth. You put yourself in that shoe straight away from now and tell me how you would have lived the rest of your life. I want you to un people to understand this as well. Yeah, so what it sounds like is that, you, so as we mentioned, the environment had a significant impact on you. But... If, I feel like if that story got told in this day and age, the person would have crumbled and potentially committed suicide or something around that. Yeah, and yeah, the reason I'm saying that is I because agree. there's an increase in child suicide by at least 50%. And uh, it was 300% two years ago. No there's way. more children doing suicide packs. So what I want to put to you is, although you probably didn't see it at that point, that was a strength, that was a strength to keep going though because you didn't even have an outlet, a healthy outlet at, at that at that point. So do you even recognise the strength you had at that age and all mm. that was going on? No, not really. I did, I did um, self-harm um, and it was minor self-harms with, because mm. um, I used to cut weed, it was resin back in the day. Yes. So I used to cut it up, like self-harm a little bit then. Don't get me wrong though, there was times when I had good times with my mum and all that, but it's still a struggle now because she denies everything that's gone on. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I do get that I was probably stronger. Than, I I get told this all the time that I'm stronger than I actually am, but I don't ever I feel believe, like you don't in believe it. Yeah. That's a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can it you? Just seems like you don't believe it. Can you relate to that? What you just said. Well, this is why I probably picked up on it because that's the first <laughs> thing Rog said to me when it, when um when I first got approached to join the podcast is yeah. like. Obviously, given my backstory, if you listen to previous podcasts, you would have heard from um, the Grief podcast when I first started that uh, there was a lot of turmoil in my family. And and the thing is, I also dealt with alcoholism. So, you know, when you're saying your mum kind of denies it, half it's because they actually black out as well when, when you're in that severe state. Yeah. When you then go to them, oh, do you remember doing this yesterday? No. No, no recollection. And some of it's a lie because you, you feel guilty and you're not going to admit it naturally mm -hmm. as a human. And some of it you genuinely don't remember. And that's just the destruction that alcohol can do. Like, I think people underestimate it because it's legal. Yes. It's okay, but it's in moderation because alcohol can change a person in two yeah, seconds. Of course, yeah. And you, see, you know, when you look in their eyes and the eyes have gone. Yeah, yeah, the alcohol's man. taken over yeah, it's man. horrible it's horrible yeah, and, I, and I know a lot of people that's listening to this and going through like with you know the alcoholism part of things trust me I didn't have alcohol reason in my family but I had lots of friends and people around me that were like that and as you know you can't work with somebody who's alcoholic because in denial you can't work with them so when you're telling them i'll oh, keep quiet i'll oh, keep quiet keep quiet because you're trying to get in they're shouting above so you, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't yeah, you, no 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 it's because you can't work with them and and alcoholism for me is a big big no-no i don't really like alcoholism i don't i'll even say to people if they're alcoholic i'll move away from them because yeah, yeah. i know i'm gonna say something back so I just move away and keep it because of alcoholism, I hate it. And yeah. I, tell any, I tell anybody that because it's got too much negativity that comes with it. Right, so let's get back into it, um, Ben. Yeah. So to circle back before you start that, we are going to make sure that by the end of next year, you do believe the strength that you've got. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, you, 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 you will know. <laughs> me and Rob's going to tell you We, 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 we no, will lead you up to that. Day, Don't. This is one thing. This is why I want people to understand. They need to buy into it. We have to help each other out. We're yeah. all going through the same tribulations and dilemmas, some different than others. But let's help the ones that, if I went through it, I want to help that person out of it that's going through it. Yeah. Let's start helping each other. Yeah. And like on Volker World, we, we've proven this and we're not going to start proving this that if you work together, you're going to get bigger gains. And I'm going to keep shouting this till the cows come home, until everybody gets it into their brain that this is the new way forward.
I just want to put on movie now, but I won't. So, right. So, like you says, you went in, you seen your parents going on, you went through all these trials and tribulations, and you now you're growing a little bit older, and yeah. now you're getting yourselves into the predicaments, just like I did, like a lot of million kids did as well, male and female. Yeah. Right. So, he was affected by all these things, what happened, I would say, at the time, did you see that you was being affected? Um, did you see, did you actually, because, you know, you're living it, so when you're living in things, you don't see it in the inside, but in the outside looking in, other people can see it openly. If I, if I seen someone now, yeah, and, and I seen me now, then I would have been like, I would have, like taking that kid aside you know oh, I mean? right. the, yeah. and this is the thing and this is the reason why I want people to understand second chances do exist and I will not stop promoting second chances because I've had second chances in my life where I didn't believe I would have ever had them and then I could have fell off the way by the track yeah. I could have probably come a bit more, more violent because I'm not seeing no outlet because you need outlet where there's anger there has to be an outlet yeah. if you're going through these kind of pressures there needs to be an outlet them days they weren't recognised in the early in the late 80s and 90s it wasn't recognised mm. ADHD when we were kids was a slap on the ass because it didn't recognise it was ADHD so nowadays this is why I say to people come out tell people how you're feeling let's speak more because I believe holding all these pressures in adds more to your destructive and your downfall yeah would you agree with that? yeah but I do feel like I had a social worker at school and mm -hmm. like I've only reconnected with him literally the past six months. It's mad how we connected, but it's again, my mum still denies it, but he's now my, so he has come to me saying, Ben, I was your old social worker. Wow. And um, we've connected, but he said to me when he come into the school and all that, I yeah. did not engage with him whatsoever. I would not tell, he knew what was going on in my household. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had police telling him mm -hmm. that they have like inklings that there's domestic abuse and yeah. so all that going on but because I wasn't part over the threshold say I wasn't getting um, sexually exploited yeah, or whatever so or, forth, yeah. or, or mm. abused or whatever yeah. that um, they I, I didn't meet that threshold and because my mum had played it down to my social worker and I had sort of not explain I didn't speak to him mm -hmm. Um, he couldn't do anything about it and I think it is hard for kids to open up it is yeah, it's hard definitely. especially when you're going through that you feel isolated as a kid if you had an adult mind you'd open up but as a kid you feel isolated yeah. because your brain is not mature so it tells you stupidity at the same time as well but I do think that like if you have someone in my shoes or yourself or yourself mm -hmm. or someone else that has gone through certain experiences mm -hmm. in life and they're able to reach speak to um, these young people yeah I do feel like them. we've got more of a chance to get them to open up, whereas yep. you ain't going to get some social worker who's just got qualifications yeah. and got no life experience. Yeah, got no kids, don't know nothing about kids, but 10 year about kids and so forth, yeah. So. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that. I showed Rugs a picture um, earlier this week. I'll show you after the podcast. Yeah, yeah, cool. And it was basically me writing to directly to a counsellor saying that I'm tired about talking about the same things in the past. I don't feel like this is helping me. And what that showed me is I clearly couldn't relate to whoever I was talking to. And I felt like I was repeating myself. I was about five and I wrote that. I'll write it, so no show it here. But what it is, is that, like you're saying, you can take your power back from your story. Your story is your power. The experience you get is your power because it's exposing you to things that you can actually talk on. Yeah. You can talk about this. With domestic violence, I feel like that's definitely an area of criminal law that's overshadowed by women like a lot yeah. if it's a woman that claims domestic violence more than like they'll look into it much more than a man and that's just me saying that from me actually looking at statistics when i was doing law um and it's just i'm just so happy that you're speaking about it as a man because there's so much stigma about it to say even as a kid people men will still feel like they should have done something for their mum or xyz no you can't you haven't you didn't have the capacity at that point that's just the real life story of it and the fact that you're speaking about it as a man, I think this is the conversation that definitely needs to be spoken about. In statistics, it would show men, 
don't speak about it at all and that's why women come up higher in the domestic violence numbers mm. because men are actually scared about talking about it. No, because so you're going to be seen like you're a, little, you're a little softy or you're yeah. going to get yeah, some yeah. rigmarole they're going to say some things to make you lower you down mm. as you're saying. So it, it, it's true exactly what Zen is saying and I know these statistics myself. Yeah. Um, because a lot of men don't open up and mm. one thing Zen has praised me about and it's something that people showed me was to open up more about my f- emotions and feelings and this yeah. is what causes the destruction of men because they don't open up about oh. their feelings and they're holding the God these negativities in till one day explode, ever murder, some, murder mm. somebody or they do something absolutely outrageous and crazy that you would never have believed this person could have done that but it's because you was holding in all the guilt the, the hurt, the pain, you hold it all in, yeah. this affects your mental <coughs> health. People don't understand what affects your mental health. So for me, just hearing about what you're doing, I put my hands up to you, Ben, mm. and say, you know what, I take my hand off, hats yeah. off to you because Appreciate I that. didn't go through that with my parents. Mm. I had my parents by each other, left, right and centre. I never had that pressure of growing up. I didn't have mm. that. But I've got friends and I always like to talk to people and find out how they went through life to see how I had it better than them then to say oh I'm moaning about this and this gives me moaning up so it gives me gratitude and today like Zen says it is about opening up and men I'm going to just tell you all this and this is something I had to learn I was the same with you I wouldn't speak about it because one I felt ashamed two I felt somebody was going to um, derogorize me because I said say something derogative to me because I opened up about my weak point trying to make my weak point as if that's my failure and now my weak point is what's got me to here today what made us open vocal rogue going around trying to help our communities yes I went through some bad crap yes I was a naughty child yes we was fighting we've all been through something everyone's here has got some negativity but look at us here today with all this negativity we've got this passion trying to help the community so what the time when you were saying to me you're going through all this what what changed what did you do to get away from all this, I, I can't even find a word for it, because it's so much enormous peer pressure, negativity, it's got so much added into it. What did you do, or what did you come to in your head to say, look, and you know what, I've woke up now, I need to get away from this situation, I mean, it's not healthy for me, it's not helping me, what happened there for there, me to change? There was, there's so all many, there is so many times where things changed, like where I said give I some, had, Give us some right, examples. Right, so, um, when I left prison, I said to my I said to my mum when she picked me up um, outside prison, I said that I was going to join the army. She did not believe me. What what for one no, second? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed you either. Nah, nah. But I but for me, because I'm a determined person, because mm. so many people doubt me, have doubted me in my life. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do that. So like seven years later, I had to wait obviously until my convic- convictions were spent and that, and then there was a bout of depression as well inside there. So you have to wait an extra two years. Mm-hmm. So I then joined the army, but then even in the army, because yeah. my mental health hadn't been straightened out or looked at, yeah. restored. Again, I was violent in the army, so like I had um, used things on people. Um, mm. When I fell um, fell out with my wife, I'd found out that my ex-wife, I'd found out that she had been cheating on me with a friend of mine, and um, that does not had to nobody's mindset. No, no, no. Yeah, not when you're trying to basically... No, that's the, the, the opposite the of the yeah, mindset. Yeah. And so then something vicious happened to that to that lad. Mm-hmm. And then again, when that when that happened, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I need to sort this out, man. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, was leave, I was leaving the army a year later. <coughs> and I left the army and then literally again, it was... Um, I thought, right, I'm going to go to CBT therapy and all that. Because mm-hmm. it, like, even in my relationships, my, like, we talk about domestic yeah. violence yeah. and all that, it started coming into my relationships. Mm-hmm. I was domestic, yeah. I was abused myself, and i become the abuser as well. Yeah, it happened to me. It actually happened, yeah, it happened to me. Yeah, 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 it, it happened, happened to me. It came because of what I went through. I ended up, I brought domestic violence into my relationships and so forth. But I would say to anybody that says to people about um, domestic violence, Domestic violence is a, is a wrong thing, and I can say that to anybody. I went through it. I, you know, I apologise for what I did, 
at the same time and people don't understand so well some people understand it i apologize but at the same time if i didn't go through that i would not be here today sitting down trying to help people with the same things that i went through yeah. so i think it's a big thing when people wake up and realize where things are she went into the army yeah. what happened because he says you had a, a, a bad time because the mindset was still wasn't straight yeah. what happened when you came out of the army, what did you think? You know what? Did you think I'm gonna go back home? You know what? Or do you think I'm gonna fly around the world? Or what did what happened then? Okay, so um, I I had bumped. It was a friend of mine had bumped into um, a friend of mine got in contact with me, yeah. and um, she said you need to meet this person, um, and I don't think she minds me that I'm going to talk yeah. about her. But um, I got introduced to this woman called Rebecca Blount from Recharge um, in Telford. And, um, Very nice woman. Yeah, absolutely amazing. She and is. For so she felt that I was going to have this connection. My friend thought I was going to have this connection with this woman and that she was going to put me on this right path. Yeah. And I swear to God, as soon as I met this woman, it was like, bam, I've met, like, the person that I wish, well, I can't say wish, but, but it would have hoped, been... Hoped, hoped, yeah, is the word. Hoped that um, that she could have, that she maybe could have been my mum. Like, yeah, because yeah, you, you need to point to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's don't how get that part and, and I look, I look at her now, and she's helped me. And from there, I'd uh, started doing volunteer work for her. Um, you've been doing it for you've been doing it for quite a bit. You've been doing some work with her for quite a bit. Yeah, of time, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, so when did I leave the army? Two start two sixteen, and literally in February two sixteen, I was doing volunteer work. But whilst I was doing that, I was then was seconded from the help from the army for yeah. help for heroes, and I was doing work for the Prince's Trust. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you see that the peop the person that says I had um, a bad time being in the army is the same people that are helping him out so this just goes to show sometimes when you think somebody ain't going to help you out there is somebody there and want everybody to understand that's coming through <coughs> these same things there is actually somebody that it may not seem like it but you do have to do your part as well to make that happen. So that means you do have to open up and speak to some people sometimes, even if you don't want to. I know it's your hardest thing you could ever do because I went through it myself, but you have to start learning to put one feet in front of the up front of the other to, yeah, to get this motion going. Yeah. So Rebecca Brown, Recharge Telford. I'm bigging that up myself personally. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. No, she's absolutely a, a brilliant woman and she does brilliant things. And this is why we do Vocal World because we want to work with these people that want to help to make a change. Um, I'm not being rude to, I'm not trying to be rude to anybody because I'm not a rude person. But, you know, doing things like this, you meet people that don't really want to help. So it takes you out of what you're doing. So I just want to emphasize to people that we really want to help the people that want to help as well we want to work together yeah. i think working together has proven that things happen yeah. um we have to start doing it so you came at the army and so forth did you do anything else after you met um ray um rebecca sorry did you did you do anything to try and help yourself? And what I'm trying to point out is like, did you go around the world? Did you go anywhere else? What did you do? Because something else had to add up to that. Yeah, yeah. I went, I actually went, I went um, to live in, Tha I went to Thailand, but I went to Thailand before I went to the army. Mm -hmm. So like, um, back in 2011, yeah, it was 2011 slash 2012, um, it, there was a bit of a rough time. Um, the the mother of my twins and me and her had a s fallen out and mm -hmm. it was a bit of a tough time at that point and I um my friend was murdered um and um my granddad passed away so this is all adding on top of your stress that you're already going through yeah yeah so like my, people don't understand like people some people would relate to this so my pe my parents one 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 of my parents who was in prison, and the other parent I'd had no sort of connection with due to the stuff that had gone on mm. when I was a teenager and up into my twenties and that. So like the only parents I had were my grandparents. So mm -hmm. they were my mum and mum and, and dad. Yeah. So like I lost I struck suit so, so when he went, um, when he went even losing losing. In fact, I lost two friends. I lost, yeah, I lost a friend through epilepsy, come out of prison and 
died through epilepsy. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. And then my other friend got stabbed up. And then my cousin hung himself in prison. And this was all in the space of about six months to a year. Um, and I sort of was like, do you know what? I can't deal with this. Okay. And I literally gave my mate my card, my phone. I went to McDonald's. I said, book me a flight to uh, Thailand. And I went... Um, to be fair, the mother of my twins gave me the opportunity and she says, look, you need to go and sort your head out sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And Good <coughs> move, good move. Yeah, it was a good move from her and it was a good move from me. Mm -hmm. But again, because of my mental health and because of me being angry and not being able to deal with things, I was an absolute terror. I want people to understand, yes, you were a terror <coughs> and yes, you were probably a pain to people maybe if that's the right expression. But believe it or not, even though we didn't set you to today, that was actually part of your therapy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was like... You had to get it out of your system. Yeah, and i seen a country that... Forget Thailand. Thailand's a very commercialised country, okay. like Bangkok and all that. Yeah. But when I went on to Cambodia, and that's where I spent the majority of my travelling time was in yeah. Cambodia... Um, that what seeing seeing stuff over there is absolutely like excuse me you can't you can't fathom what like you wouldn't you wouldn't put you couldn't believe what you would see over there like, why was that we'll be saying that because I always say this because in England we're pampered we are very and then over pampered. there and then when you're in those countries that haven't got the you know the, the the needs and the facilities so, that we've got it makes you wake up to what you really have got would yeah, you say that yeah definitely and i tell you what the 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 hostel that i was staying at and no word of a lie we got out of the hostel and you know like you got you got a proper police station in it yeah around 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 england their police station was made with two bamboo sticks, yeah, with a sign which we worked out that had police on it. Which <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't mean to laugh, but I just went really laugh. And, and there was no side doors, there were no doors, there was just two bamboo sticks with a finger and a couple of scooters on the sand, and you just see goats and cows walk through it. Do you know what I mean? And that's what, and you've got the Cambodian killing fields where, you, where hundreds of thousands of kids and women and children were. Um, raped and murdered, murdered and killed. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's a, but then back when then you could go and kill a cow with an AK-47 yeah. once you've done your yeah. Cambodia yeah, yeah. visit. Yeah, and, 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 and this is the madness. thing. So I want to ask, because your time in Cambodia, now, you know, I, I want to put it like this, you're going through your trials and your tribulations in your own life. Yeah. Now you've gone to some different country you've never been before, different lifestyle, different food, different cuisines, different different everything, basically. And then now you're going through the tribulations of domestic violence from seeing your parents yourself, you know, the violence and the so forth. Did going to Thailand and seeing how they lived, considering what you're going through and your experience of what you're going through when you went to Thailand and seeing how they lived, do you think seeing that helped to change your perception and your mindset? Yeah, I th do you know what? I think any, even, even when I was getting involved in what I was getting involved in, I still had that sense of I had that morals I had that st I still had that sense of I had my morals and um, a appreciation and that. Sorry about that. That was the doorbell. That's okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, people like I said, this just shows you yeah that you can go through a hard thing in your life, but there is help there. So like he says. Rebecca helped him. This is something we're going to be moving to forward because everybody can help everybody and this is what I'm pointing out. Everybody needs to start helping everybody. We're not going to get through it individually on our own. So, like I said, you'd seen the change of people living in Cambodia yeah, yeah. and, like I said, did this help to change your mindset? Yeah. Even though you was changing it beforehand, but everything adds to everything. Yeah, of course. Was it, it helping to of see course. what they went through of to course. what you're going through so you can... You know, you can see what they're going through, see what you're going through, and like adult things and relate things. Yeah, I, I couldn't. The life that they were going through, I couldn't. You, I don't think anyone in England could compare. We we, we we couldn't handle it. We no. couldn't handle it. Every two pampered. Um and um, some of the stuff that we go to prison for, just like that, you don't go to prison for things like that. It's the normality, um, and it was um, a very big. Um, 
It was a ve- it was an eye opener. Trust me, it was an eye opener. Yeah, it is, and I'm saying to any, I know a lot of people have been to these places and seen, and they've seen for themselves that everything changes. You know, a lot of people go there for fun, but a lot of people go there to actually help and be like Samaritans to the country and so forth, and I like stuff like that. Yeah, so what it sounds like is that although all this was going on, you were very aware that every time you were in an issue, there was an, the environment wasn't helping from when you were younger. So you now um, moved yourself into the group, to, to the, um, your friends and that, which obviously didn't happen to be great friends. Yeah. That was moving. Then you moved again, and you was living with, you was living with your grandparents and all this. And you moved again and you ended up in prison, another completely different environment. Then you moved again and moved to army, another different environment. Then you moved again and travelled. So do you see that you actually could see each environment, you kind of tried it out and was like, nah, this ain't working yeah, for me. Yeah. And you inevitably got to the point where you've now found refuge in Rebecca. Yeah. And that was now an environment where you've been like, okay, this might work. Yeah. So although all those trials and tribulations were going on, it was all a very much cohesive journey that you still could realise this descent for me each time so that's something that you need to realise you've learnt as well that's mad you said that because I actually even before that I moved to Ireland as well like, <laughs> in that time yeah because my, my my dad my, Go on, it's alright, go ahead, see. We do apologise. Um, he's got he's busy, so we're like I said, we're all the way over here. It's Christmas time and these things do happen. So you can see business never stops. Business never <laughs> stops. And as this is his business home that we're at today. So this is the things that people need to wake up and take of you. We we are gonna go through life tribulations and it's gonna feel like that nothing's ever gonna happen and nothing's ever going to change, but please be, be patient. Yeah, definitely. Be patient. Be it, patient with yourself yeah. as well. Um, I feel like humans generally think that they need to be perfect at everything no. at, at a specific time. Listen, we're all going to have problems. We're yeah. all going to do the wrong things. That's how you learn. That's what children do. They do the, they do the, they fall over first or the walk. Right. So, so take yeah. that pressure off yourself when you can feel that you're actually trying. At least if you're trying to do the right thing, you can say you're trying. I believe if you're trying, you want to step forward. Step forward. Because if you don't try, then you how can you move forward if you don't try? So, like we're saying. You, so you, you, no, that's okay. That's not a problem. This is how this is how we do. We, 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 we've got, it, this is how it works. We'll go to anywhere and we'll do anything. We we want to do our part to help. So, like he says, you'd gone to Cambodia. You'd come back and you'd gone around in other places. But then I want to pick up to now move a bit more forward. Yeah. You met Rebecca. Yeah. So for me, I've been speaking to you, Rebecca was that long-lost thing you've been looking for for such a long, long, long travel, high roads, low roads. Yeah, you went around the world. No, no, I would say exactly like that, to tell you the truth. You went around, because you ran to get away from the pressures to try and find yourself. You still didn't find yourself. You went everywhere, and then you went in the army, you done, and you came back home, and then you found Rebecca, which is kind of mad. So you went around the world to come back and found Rebecca. No, I'd say, I wouldn't even say it was finding yourself. I'd say trying to find home you had that essence of home when you were a child and you're just basically trying to find that again which we're all trying to we, do we to all do and, it's, it's nice and you do it in your adulthood as well yeah, yeah. and I feel like like this is what the younger generation I feel like this is what they're this is what they're struggling to find because mm. they don't think they've got any hope they don't think they've yeah. got anywhere to go yeah. or they, they might not have parents they might be in care or they might have mm-hmm. foster parents or they might be living with their grandparents, but at the same time they think their their peeps are their positive role yeah, models. Yeah. But really, deep down, they they, they know. I reckon I know for a hundred percent fact they know deep down that 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 what they're doing or what they're feeling is not good. Then they want that love. They want that. Yeah, they want the, that. The, they they all want the love, and this yeah. is why they go off the path because they have um, you know, they rebel because yeah. rebelling is part of wanting yeah. something. And I rebelled. Belonging, yeah, I rebelled as a kid, even though I had my mum and dad. Um, I rebelled. I think every kid rebels because it's it's your change from youth to from oh, kid goodness. to adulthood, yeah. and that does affect you from going through the change. It affects everybody. Um, you know, you can feel embarrassed with it because your armpits stink, or oh, I remember that. Uh, you know, all them ones and female have different things and so forth. So yes, it's that that life turning curve. And if you haven't got the right people around you, it can turn you to 
take your life. I'm yeah. going to say a guy, and uh, I really love this guy. Her name was Cheryl Baker from Semevic when I lived in Semevic. And she was being bullied at school. This girl could have been probably easier top model. She was so pretty, green eyes, everything. And she ended up hanging herself off the balcony where everybody could see her hanging. And that's how I saw her out my window, hanging from a balcony. So I want people to understand it seems like there is no end of no road when you're in it. And I'm going to tell you from experience, it feels like there's no road and there is nobody to help you. But then this is why we're doing the things we're doing because we seen there was a missing point where the government wasn't helping, even the council and so forth wasn't helping. And we've built, built bridged that gap. Yeah. So now I've noticed with the voluntary sector, they're now the go-to people now. Because I don't know what it seems like. It's like people can relate to them and feel like you're a normal human being. You're listening to me and so forth. So any kid, even adults, if you're going through something like that, give Roka Roka a shout. If you believe that you're in the Telford area and surrounding areas and you believe your child could get the help from, from Ben, then contact us. We'll put all our details up for Ben on the site so you can get directly to him. We want to start highlighting Telford and other surrounding areas. It's not just Telford, it's not just Birmingham. We're going to be highlighting all areas to give that help. Yeah, so um, to moving towards the end of the podcast, I just wanted to kind of spin it because you know me, I'm on the positive zen. So I want to just spin it and just say, inevitably what I've learned is love heals everything. So yeah, Rebecca obviously exuded this aura of love and warmth to now bring you into a completely different person and, and obviously that's what you're doing as coaching as well showing that you're showing that warmth that you're saying we're all looking for so yeah although no one likes to show love nowadays for some reason it will win it does win it does it does win people it does. over it changes it, people it, it and i feel like people that are brought up in um bad like a bad situation the difference between people that are brought up in bad situations is the ones that are in it but have got surrounded by love, they'll probably cope better and they'll probably have healthy outlets to deal with it better. The ones that are not surrounded by love at those crucial times, now you're spiraling out, spiraling now, out of control now you've you got the that day. direction and warmth. Now you're seeing the day of today. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because even the person that can be hurting you, they can hurt you, but if they love you and you genuinely know they love you, so, so let's talk about the alcoholism, let's say. If you can feel that love, you kind of just give them a blind, just be like, you know what, I know you as a person, and you can kind of get over it, but when you don't even feel love, that's why it's hard to repair yeah. all the trauma that you go through, because you're just like, not only did you put me through that, you didn't even show me anything back anyway to acknowledge the, 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 yeah. the issues you've yeah. caused. And I'm going to drop a question yeah, yeah. to Ben. Ben, so like I said, you've been through the tribulations and everything, why did you open New Generation? Um, the reason why I opened... There's many a reason. Rebecca was another one. One reason because yeah, let's hear the reasons. So we, I want people to understand. Ben is, yes, I was on the wrong side of the track. You was, but yeah. so was another three billion people. Yeah, as kids, so we're all in the same boat. So, what would you? Say? So she, I, when I first met Rebecca, she had a little office in mm -hmm. Telford, and she was like, "Oh, we need." She was doing this, doing that. And I could see how hard she was working and I just felt very inspired by her. Yeah. And she was reaching out to these kids in Telford and that. And then she spoke to me, she's like, Ben, you could be doing this. Do you know what I mean? She goes, I believe in you. I know you've, you've got something in you that you can do. And then, and then it sort of stuck in my head. But then I started working with, looked after children. So my, my, other, my other job was uh, working with kids in, in, in care mm -hmm. in residential setting. And then... I was like, I've got four days off. I do two days on, four days off, and I'm like, what am I doing in four days? Do <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I said, I go, I, like, I go to the gym. I'm with my family, and me and my partner sat down. And I was like, do you know what? She was like, you've got a person, you've got, you've got a personal training qualification. You've got experiences involving knives. You've been stabbed. You've you've been through domestic abuse. You've been through the racial abuse. You've you've sort been of through the mill. Yeah, you sort of got. You can tick certain. You can tick quite a few boxes. Yeah, so what? Yeah, exactly. Why don't you put that to something? And I invited um, someone from the band of brothers to come round to see me because I needed some help with something, and yeah. he had opened his own business up. Um, you know them gaming vans. Yeah. So yeah. you see the kids go on the thing and they can play on the yeah. Xbox. Yeah, and all that. yeah, yeah. He run. He owns that. Like a youth bus thing. Youth bus. Yeah, he owns that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, one in Stafford and that. 
And so he spoke to me and he said, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And my missus was on to me about it. And I was like, do you know what? Let's do it. And the thing is, I my passion is kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, mine is. I yeah, I know. And I don't like... I. I don't like working with adults. Yeah, I love working with the younger generation, and I just feel like the reason why I'm doing this is because I wasn't given the op- I wasn't given the the support, and that I want to give that support back to them to show them that if you ain't getting love off someone else, I'll show you that love, and I'll I'll push you for I'll push you forward. You yeah, and this is this is this is exactly what we deal with. I believe in youth, um, Zen knows this, I believe it's about the next generation, I believe in adults, you've had your times, let's start looking out for the kids, because adults are adults, I'm not, I, I've always had this thing about adults, you know how to look after yourself now, yeah, yeah? kids, they don't, and kids always need that nurturing and that guidance. connecting and that guidance, Yeah. Um, and I see so much around with friends and people I've met over my lifetime, I've met millions and millions of people, Ben, trust me, and I see everybody's lifestyle and I've heard all of their stories and trials and tribulations and I know one thing that they've all said back to me is it can change and it changes by working together. So you've been through a trial and tribulation, I've been through trials and tribulation, Zen's been through trials and tribulation and the whole world does. So why can't we as the people that's been through trials and tribulation and know what it takes to make that change and knows what's needed, what we didn't get, why can't we make that change? That's exactly what you're doing now. Yeah. That's exactly what Volker Rogue does. LA Games, T2, we're all trying to help back, and McCann's and King's Lounge, and everybody's trying to give something back. So all your people that are trying to give something back to these users <laughs> today, trying to make a change for the next generation, and you believe that you don't know what you're doing or you don't know the step next step forward, I endear you to give us a call. So um, I just have a quick question because we do have a lot of parents that listen. So you know, um, just a top tip. You know, if you're seeing a child, what kind of things do you recognise when somebody's like maybe withdrawing from talking to you, or is there any signs where you can see you need to go and talk to them and sit them down, maybe set them to the side? Um, I don't know whether it's a psychology thing. Cause I, one thing I did in prison, which I did well, it was mad. You know, I did a psychology test. Okay. And I got like ninety eight percent of it. I just thought it was easy. I was like writing all this thing You're down. You're just gonna bypass that while you earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and literally. <laughs> did you surprise you? Yeah, I was well surprised, and it was um, Alwyn, who's my te- who's my teacher, science teacher, at, or psychology teacher, or whatever, at Stokey. And I did this random test, and he was like, "Ben, you've got." You, you've got some know-how in psychology. <laughs> so I think, I'm not trying to blow, blow my own trumpet. No, don't. Blow, blow it, brother. Blow it. Blow it. Blow it. But I feel, <laughs> I feel like I just generally sense where there may be something... That you could do. It's like an intuition. Isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. It it's is. Like a, it's yeah, like, like a feeling. Something yeah, come over you, a tingle even. And maybe it's that feeling because it's happened to me. Yeah. And I can completely like relate to it get drawn and relate yeah. to it yeah. if there's like I've spoken to you before we start the podcast if there was someone that was involved in certain things that I can't deal with like CSE and all that yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't think I wouldn't know like how to approach, approach it or even yeah. or even look at a child and think oh I think they might be do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. now I've with the work that I do, I think with the training that I've had, I can sort of spot kids that have got right. Yeah, and yeah. this is the thing. That's why I always say this saying, and I know what kids go through. Sometimes adults forget they were kids. Sometimes, yeah, of course they do. The kid needs, kids needs loving and nurturing. Yeah, and when the kids going through, example, bullies, um, racism, they, they, I'm going to tell you from now, bro. They're not going home to mum, and they're not telling mum. No. Yeah, right. This is why I'm my friends and a lot of us have had this conversation. I would prefer if my kid was going through it, I'm going to just say it like bullying, for example's sake, and my kid is not going to come to me, yeah, because this is just the normal of how it works. You ain't going to go to your parents. You're going to collide and talk to somebody totally different. So if my child couldn't come to me, yeah, and I'm going to feel hurt, my child couldn't come to me, I'd rather my child come and spoke to you. Yeah, yeah. My child couldn't speak to you, I'd rather my child come and spoke to Zen. If he couldn't speak to Zen, spoke to somebody else who we know. That child, I will say to that child, don't go to your parents. Parents, I know you're going to kill me for this, but don't go to your parents. Because it's the hardest people to approach is your parents. Not disingenuous parents, but this is just how kids feel. And I feel, sorry to butt in, but yeah. I feel like... Me as a parent, I think I'd handle if my daughter come up to me and say she's bullied. I think I'll handle the situation. It's totally different. different. You're totally gonna be different. as a parent. Yeah. You're gonna get irated straight away. Straight so away. I always say like this: if my child went to Ben and told Ben, 
Ben's going to come and tell me. So I'm going to know either which way. This yeah. is why I prefer them to go to somebody and at least to open up to somebody rather than not have that option. Yeah. Because if you ain't got that option, it leads to more drastic and dreadful things. Okay. So kids, go to anybody. Even if you decided you needed to phone us, you need to phone Ben. I don't care who it is. Just contact somebody. Um, what would you tell? What would you tell your younger self now? Then, so let's say about fifteen years ago, what would you tell that person to who you are now? If you could go back in a time machine, yeah. if I could go back and if I if I was actually standing there speaking, you could speak to your sixteen year old self, self now. Yeah. I'd be saying, come to me, man. Let me let me help you because, like, I feel like I didn't seek any help whatsoever. I closed off. I yes. shut down. So. If I had the support like I have now and the people that are around me now, I would, and that was there then 15 years ago, I'd be like, go and speak to these people, go and speak to Vocal Road, go and speak to Zen, go and speak to Bex from Recharge, do you know what I mean? Go and speak to me. Yeah. So, so, to so, so, me. Do you, so do you hear that, um, young people? Go to somebody, approach somebody. I, I think it's easy to speak to somebody you don't know when it's trials and tribulations like that. Because mm. speaking to your loved ones, they react yeah, differently. But no, your parents are going to react different. So, example, you was being bullied, and I told my dad, God rest his soul, he's passed away. And I told my dad, my dad would be flipping his lid, and then he'd be going to another level. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So, yeah. parents will get angry when their kids are being um, manhandled or targeted or whatever. Yeah. So, I say, don't go to the parents directly. Go to the auntie, the uncle, the friend, the cousin, the best friend, or go to somebody like that that's going to approach it differently and approach it more calmly when they're telling the parent to make the parent understand. Because when you're going to tell the parent, they're going to be. <laughs> But if it's somebody older, they can more calm down and say, like, Ben, come on, man, I've dealt with it. Calm yeah, down, yeah, listen, yeah. and be more realistically with you to help that situation. And rationalise. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, so that's why I say yeah. don't approach your parents. I know it sounds bad saying that, and the parents will be angry at me saying, but they're supposed to be my first protocol. No, anybody's protocol as long as it saves your child. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, and that's the one. So what I want you to do now for me now <laughs> is I want you to sell... New generation yeah. for me. There okay. you go, there right. you go. Tell okay. them where you are, where you're based, how they can get contact with you. We will put it up on the site, people. Okay, so um, I'm part of New Generation Coaching, which I said. Um, I mentor kids that are disengaged in schools, education, um, proves um, that are involved in knife crime, gangs, drugs. Um, I do one-to-ones, I do talks and workshops around schools, conferences, social services, um, I also run boot camps at secondary schools around Telford um, and um, you can find me on Instagram on New Generation Coaching, um, it's NGC you'll see with the red, le uh, red letters, you can also follow me on Twitter which is New Generation Coaching but it's New Generation F7 on Twitter and I'm also on LinkedIn on New Generation Coaching also and that's where you can find me. So all of you people that are around schools, social public places and so forth, here's somebody in your area of Telford and surrounding areas, Shrewsbury and so forth, that go and talk to him. Kids, if you're living in Telford, I suggest, and you're going through something, you're going through bad times, I always say to turn to somebody, why don't you get in contact with Recharge Telford? They do absolutely brilliant, which Rebecca Brown owns. Absolutely brilliant. And then you've got the main man here, Ben, yeah. who who is, if this is his job and his skill at looking after you young people, and you've got somewhere to turn. Don't go too far into negative where there's no coming back. Please turn to these people. We are here to help, that all of us are. This is why we highlight this so much. Yeah, and I would just like schools to start thinking about delegating your funding better to <laughs> into people like this that actually relate to the children oh, I agree with that. you're trying to teach. Yeah, I'm going to highlight um, that. I personally know the person in my school that was dealing with counselling purely because they didn't go through certain things. They just couldn't handle the stuff I was saying in the right way. Like They're getting upset. I'm like, you can't get upset about this. You need the, the positivity around you. So schools need to start thinking about the actual demographics that's in your school and whether the people that are around in your school relate to the children's demographics. And this is the thing I did. You do need to relate. I, I, I had a, um, a friend cried one day to me and social services got involved and they were really going on a way that they didn't understand it's the child keeping up the crap and it wasn't the parent and they went in on the parent really bad and he says that he, he, he couldn't handle it because I've got this woman speaking to me who's never had a child 
So she doesn't know how the child's going to be rude, disobedient, mm. be naughty, need that loving, need that correcting. And he says, but I couldn't relate to the woman because she's never had a child. How can you be telling me how to grow a child when you've never had one yeah, yourself? And that is, for me, I'll say that to me. If they were speaking to me, I would lock them off straight away. I say, mm -hmm. don't speak to me because you ca I can't relate to somebody who yeah, hasn't had a kid. You, you're looking at it in a different life to what we actually, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, totally. You actually so, withdrawn from the situation. Exactly. Because yeah, because you've never been in the source of the situation. And, and that's why I did, like I said before, like my social 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 worker, the geezer have no no life experience. He come in as a, in a suit. He had he didn't know what I was going through. Mm. Like he couldn't if he couldn't. He couldn't help me because you, you wouldn't eat and you wouldn't, you wouldn't open up. Fault. Yeah, it's, it's not, not his fault. It's not his fault, and that's why I'm saying yeah, the schools not, now need to invest to make sure if someone yeah. like that's there. Okay, I've got another person that actually you might relate to better. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not, yeah. We're not blaming. We're not blaming anybody, and we're not having a go at anybody. We're just saying that we can come around it a bit better. There's six million ways to skin a cat, and not one way. So we're just trying to give choices here yeah. because cho choices, choices is always good with children. They work better with choices than with yeah. one choice. Give me one choice, and I can't work. I'm a person that always okay. saw small. You know me, Zed. Yeah. I saw more than one source yeah. because. I believe I've seen these things growing up. I didn't have these sources. When I've got these sources, it helps me with what I'm doing. So this is what I'm trying to say to people. Start working together. Yeah. We can make the change if we, we work together. But if one's going to be just full of themselves and the other one's giving all, it's never going to work. So come on, man. It's give and take, give and take. So Ben, I'm going to get you to sign off today with this episode. Okay. If any child is going through what you went through in your lifetime, what would you say to them today as in as to regards to seeking help? Okay, so if any child that's going through anything, anything, any sort of mental health, any sort of struggles within their homes, um, county lines, anything, if you feel like you can't speak to anyone, come and speak to these people, come and speak to me, come speak to Vocal Rogue. Come and speak to Recharge Telford. Go and speak to Samaritans. Go and speak to Calms. Calms. Go and speak to all these people that are open. We're, we're not emphasising with everything. We can help with so much because we are skilled at quite a few things. But there's other companies out there that help. It's not just us. We want you to go to the people that are going to help you. And there's a big one. There's a big... Uh, two friends of mine, very close friends of mine again. Smash Life UK. They're from the Shropshire area. And you'll get them on Instagram as well. You'll get them on Instagram, Facebook... Uh, LinkedIn, um, they are um, they are two young men who have been in care, um, foster care, and now are um, d doing mentoring and coaching for kids that are are in care. So definitely go and shout go them. And shout they are them. they are really really yeah. good guys. They have been I through the meal. I feel yeah. like kids in care definitely get overlooked a lot. As well. uh, they, they always have done. It's not being yeah, overlooked. They always have. They always will you do. Don't, you don't see like the care homes and stuff. So you kind of again we spoke about ignorance is bliss. You don't because you don't see. You don't. You don't. Doesn't even yeah. Think yeah. The yeah. Register, you don't register. Don't register. Yeah. And, and these these guys from Smash Life are one of the people that like what yeah, we did said we want to get them on the yeah, podcast because yeah, yeah. this is something that a lot of people are going through and they don't feel like they've got anywhere they, they can turn to and this is the things that we're trying to highlight with the community and working with our peers and local businesses and this is the thing that we're going to start doing and people that we work with even with yourself Ben we're going to start helping to yeah. work with people in your area getting businesses to be on side because I don't mean to be rude to business I know it's your money and you made it but you still have a, a duty a care to the public as well especially when they're making you rich by spending their money with you so i do believe you do have a duty towards the community so i would like to say to everybody <clears throat> merry christmas for those who celebrate christmas for those who don't celebrate christmas i wish you all the best in your health moving forward to the new year i also just want to second that i want to say just finish your year the right way Spend it surrounded by love, spend it surrounded by laughter, try and find the positivity, finish a year on a high because 2020 is yours for the taking and that's anyone that's listening. Yeah. And what would you like to finish off with? Thank you. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we'd like to say Simple. thank thank you very much. This is our last episode for 2019. Woo! Woo! But trust me, 
2020, we have got so much things in for you at store. You need to go onto our website to check out, to get to our to our podcast, to get to anything else. Just go to our website oh, and then bring you there. I put you on the spot. You know what we should do? We should do a Christmas jingle for vocal bro. Friday <laughs> second Christmas jingle at some point. We'll okay, we do it. should we do it now? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to run and wind us up a sleigh. Oh, vocal row, vocal row, new generation. Don't forget we in Telford with Recharge Telford. So, Thank you very much, people. Just a little bit of laugh for the Christmas festive season times. We'd like to thank you for following us and backing us and supporting us all over the world, all the way from America, all the way to Australia. We'd like to thank you very much for supporting us. Hope you support us in the future. Tell your friends, tell your family everything about us and all the people that guest on our show because they're doing such great things. Mm. And we will be back with you in 2020 January where we're going to be coming with a big bang and we have got so much in store for you. Don't forget, you can leave some feedback with us leave it at our, e- our email address which is vocalrogue at hotmail.com or you can get onto our website which is vocalrogue.com which is simple like that or you can catch us on our twitter but just go to our vocalrogue.com and that will lead you to everything else on our social media sites and to everything else so thank you very much for having us and we wish you, you. a happy happy 2020 happy holidays, happy holidays. Boop, 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 boop. bye, bye. <laughs>